previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. And Tony took me out into the into chatter. And he said, Do you guys are you guys fans of the show? And I'm like, Yes. And he, do you listen to the jingles? Yes. And he said, Well, this is Brad Weiss. Crickets. Nobody oh, no. <laughs> totally, absolutely dead silent. And I looked at him and I said, Well, you gave it your best shot. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Hey, Chuck. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Littles. Hey, Littles. I thought I'm supposed to say that. I don't know. All right, we tried that. Trying something she new. Did all right. That was great. Thanks. Yeah. Anyway. Learn uh, from the best. Yeah. So we're uh, flying solo for now. Yeah. Uh, but we have a special last segment with some friendly voices. voices. We'll just say that. So great show today. 60th mm. episode, Roxy. Wait, are you kidding? You know, it's weird. We talked about this where it feels like, at least for me, it feels like 10 months ago that we did the 50th. Yeah. Like, we did that really. We tried to be cute and we did like recaps with mm-hmm. like, Locked remember when lame. so-and-so said this and mm-hmm. la la la. That feels like forever ago. But then our wedding episode was just five episodes ago. So I don't know. It's it's all kind of I'm so like, confused. It all just, time, time means nothing right which now. Which is good. I guess that <laughs> means, you know, we're just losing track because we're having fun. Yeah. And yeah. So this is great. So we have a great show. Great 60th episode. Great 60th Meet the Littles guest. Yeah. I was so excited to that he agreed to come on. That's all I'm going to say. There's your first hint. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I was honestly, I was surprised, but we're we're excited. So this is great. But we're going to start today with some emails and tweets. And then we have a new special segment we're introducing Roxy, which is very exciting. Mm -hmm. So today, though, we're going to start with actually, it's a tweet. It wasn't directed at us, but it, you know, sometimes we see these tweets and things like that, and they're just funny. And so we want to point them out. So this is in reference to the stickers we've been sending out. Yes, we have podcast stickers now, and we've been reaching out to the, to first the guests who have come on the show to meet the Littles. And so Littles, if you've come on the show and you haven't gotten a sticker yet, please reach out to us. We sent emails asking for addresses, and we understand if some people don't want to give out their address, that's fine. But we would love to do that for you. And so some people have been, you know, receiving them and posting pictures, and Shad gave us a really cute cute haiku based on the sticker. So that was nice. But Michelle Pendleton wrote, I got mine too. Have you ever tried to explain why a monkey doing the TK salute while changing toilet paper is an appropriate logo for a show about littles? <laughs> yeah, I tried it. But the man to whom I am related to by marriage and my 10 year old daughter just thought I was weird. <laughs> so we totally feel you, Michelle. Yep. <laughs> but we love the logo, so we ain't changing it. Oh, so no. anyway. It's like it's like a fun like inside joke, and I'm excited to be a part of an inside yeah. joke. <laughs> yeah. So what do we got next, Roxy? All right. This is an email from Roop Sharma, and he says, Chuck and Roxy, Mary found it funny that the people who were handing out the cards in Vegas would reach across her to try to give me the cards. One time she told the person that she wanted the card. The poor guy looked so confused confused and didn't know what to do we laughed about it the whole trip that is so funny now funny story anytime we walked by them or the uh and we're gonna find out what they're called in a second officially the ladies roaming the streets i would hold i would grab chuck's hand (laughs) and he's like what are you nervous what are you like Jealous? Like, we just like, got married. I'm not going to like, you know, <laughs> hey, hi. I'm like, well, I just want them to know that we are a package deal. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Didn't know, know that maybe, was on the table, maybe, Roxy. Maybe we shouldn't put that. Oh, we're totally putting no, that maybe in. maybe we shouldn't Oh, we're put totally that. putting that in. All right. <laughs> All right. And next we have from Ryan Popovich to answer some of the questions that we had about this in the last episode. The people on the corners with the cards are officially or unofficially known as flickers for flicking the cards. (laughs) The first year I was out here, my first wife and I went out before Christmas and got a bunch of the cards and she turned them into a Christmas card for my kid brother who had been out here a couple of months before. Now that's a great idea. That's a great idea. We could have collected them and created like a little wedding uh, mini moon collage, (laughs) which I think would have been funny. Well, Roxy, we are excited today because we are debuting our new segment, and it's called Tease Me Tuesday because, I don't know, we have a friend back with us, and we're not going to get a full-blown interview because he's already done that. But please, Littles, welcome back to the show, Sully from Boston. Hey, Sully. 
Hey, how are we doing? We're doing great. great. Now, we're going to full disclosure. This is being pre-recorded. We're not going to try to trick the audience into thinking this is like Tuesday morning and we're just waking up and all that stuff. Because more importantly, we all have cocktails right now. And this is very important, okay? Because everyone knows you bust our balls all the time about liking Sam Adams. And fine, that's good. But we want to rest assure you that tonight we are debuting... First, a, a big shout out to Bells Up Winery and David Spector for the glasses. Now, I know these are wine glasses that he sent to us, and that was really sweet. But we are pouring into them and trying right now on air. It's Atlantic Beach Pie. And these are courtesy of Mr. Todd Decay. So we have, this is from the Rock House Brewing Company, I guess. So how's that sound, Sully? I mean, that's much better than Sam Adams. <laughs> uh, now, we're and gonna... it, it's not just me doing it anymore. I've seen other people do it. All right. This so. is, what do you think, Roxy? This is, uh, it's very fruity. Wait, and I taste the sea salt. Okay. Yeah. It says ghosts with lemon, lactose, vanilla, and sea salt. I definitely taste the sea salt and I don't a hint taste of the vanilla. I don't know. No, that's good. We just wanted, to, we did this for you, Sully. We want you to be proud of us. <laughs> and, uh, I, I am. That's, we it's, waited it's to I'm keeping an open mind. We here. kept the cans in the fridge. We're like, we're going to do this on air so we can thank Todd. And yeah, all right, Sully, let's get the. Why are you here? What, what are you doing? Why, why did you want to talk oh, to us? You wanted to come back on the I air. Here? You have this big <laughs> announcement or something? I don't know. What's going on? Uh, yeah, well, due to demand of, I don't, I don't even know. Not Everyone? <laughs> I, yeah. There, there's going to be a Summer of Littles in Boston. Wow. All right. Go continue. I'm listening. It, you know, the, the hub of the universe, or the hub of the solar system, as Oliver Wendell Holmes said, has, is going to host a Summer of Littles. This may be the only chance I ever get to do it, so I figured I should. Um, the weekend is a bad family weekend for me, but this year it works out. So we're going to be at the Hub Pub, which is right near Park Street, which is the red line and the green line, Downtown Crossing, which is the red line and the orange line, in State Street, which is the blue line and the orange line. And it's a short walk from any of those. There's parking in the area. Yeah, we're excited. And by we, I mean me. <laughs> uh, well, we're disappointed because we're, I mean, I would love to go to Boston for uh, Summer of Littles. I mean, hello. And then is there a game that night by any chance? No, they are out of town that oh, okay. night, thankfully. It's actually <laughs> yeah. a good thing yeah. for traffic purposes. And by sure. that time, like, we're already getting inundated with traffic again. So if anybody wants to drive, it should be pretty good driving in. There's no, there's no Red Sox game. I do have to send the deepest apologies to the Millers, as I will not be going to Connecticut now, obviously. Um, but, you know, when Mr. Walsh asks you to do something, if you have the ability, you probably should. Um, I'm joining a, a roster of hosts that is all-star cast of people. <laughs> the list on the website is, is amazing. So I'm just, happy to be one of them. Just to be clear, though, this is all Bob's fault. I mean, <laughs> yeah, sure. This is awesome. I'm just trying to get the heat off you, Sully. I'm just trying to get the heat off you, you know? Okay. You know, uh, instead of a, a, a night away in a hotel sleeping by myself away from the kid and the puppy, I'm now going to host an event and go home to the kid and the puppy. Oh, and, that's great. Yeah. Which is, it, you know, I, I love the kid and I love the puppy, but it's always nice to sleep alone in a hotel room. Yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. sure. You know? So, Sully, okay, so this is fantastic news, actually. So, once again, it's, what's the name of the place? The Hub Pub. I figured that was appropriate. That's a great name. That's a great name. Yeah. Hub Pub. Hub Pub. It says it's the friendliest service in town. Like that's like their motto. And that is definitely not true. Um, (laughs) Oh, good. I have been there a number of times. But it's on the divier side. It's not expensive. I wasn't going to go that route. There's a big open space up top. If one should people show up and we need to go upstairs, you know, I needed needed some flexibility. Sure. Um, Sure. You know, there's a big horseshoe bar. You know, there's a couple of video games. They do food. So, you know, I wanted to have access and size in case it blows up because these things can. I I don't know that anyone's ever gotten over 20 people, but I hear a lot of emails from people in the area. Mm. So I don't know. Well, Boston Littles, let's let's make this happen. I mean, come on. Sully's hosting. So let's let's get out there. So summerofLittles.com. Check there. All the updates will be on there. And then most importantly, I believe it's after July 1st is when you can start making reservations. So RSVP. Yeah. So everyone will know how many people are coming and the host can plan accordingly. So, I mean, Sully might have to get a new bar or something. Who knows? You know, I I suppose it's possible. Um, If anybody wants to reach out to me personally, you can do that on Twitter at Twitter on at Rice Twist or via email if you're more comfortable with a more traditional form of communication than Twitter. Sully at sullyfromboston.com is a thing. 
That's amazing. Well, Sully, thank you so much for coming on and making this big announcement. It sounds like you have some, I don't know, what are you going to send the Millers now? I, I've got to find some kind of alcohol to send them, I'm sure. <laughs> right. <laughs> but listen, the Boston Littles are going to be so excited. Yeah. And we thank you from the bottom of our hearts for being a host. This is going to be great. Boston Littles, let's get out there. Summer of Littles 3.1. This has been fantastic. Sully, thanks for taking the time to come on and make this announcement. This is going to be so much fun. I'm very excited, and I can't promise that I won't make everyone listen to me read from the Diane Kruger Effect book. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. More reason to get there, Littles. All right. Thanks, Sully. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. All right, Littles. We'll be right back because it's now time to meet the Littles. Hi, this is Bob Sproul from Pittsburgh, and you're listening to the Loyal Littles podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network, your best bet in podcast entertainment. This episode by Susan Viet Heslin. And this song is called Thursday Morning, 11 a.m. If you like what you hear and you want to get in touch with Susan, she can be reached on Instagram at S-V-H-E-S-L-I-N. That's S-V-H-E-S-L-I-N. Or you can find her on Facebook, YouTube, and SoundCloud. Just search Susan Viet Heslin. And as always, we'll play the full song Thursday morning, 11 a.m. at the end of the podcast. All right, all you loyal littles, it's now time to meet the littles. And boy, do we have a great one for you today. Please welcome to the podcast, Mr. Bill Isaacson. Hey, Bill, how's it going? I'm doing just fine. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Littles, we've been having a blast off air already, and we haven't even started yet. We always like to chit-chat a little bit before we start the actual interview, and this has been a lot of fun. Bill, I know you've heard a couple of the podcasts, so why don't you just dive right in, introduce yourself. I'm guessing 99.9% of the Littles know who you are, but just in case, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, my, this is Bill Isaacson. It's a privilege to be here with the newlyweds. Oh, uh, that's kind of amazing. That will never uh, get old. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, right. Easy. Like, wait, wait for it. <laughs> so going way back, I was born and uh, was raised in the Midwest. High school was in Loyola in the North Shore of Illinois and then for two years and then moved back to where I was born in Milwaukee and Marquette High School. I was on the debate team that paid my way to college. I went to the University of Redlands in California. And then I came back east for law school and been around the D.C. area since the, the 80s and worked with various law firms after law school and worked with one firm that started up 23 years ago and I departed that firm a year ago, so all during COVID. So that's what, that's what I did during COVID. <laughs> Not a podcast. Not start a podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And did you always want to be a lawyer? Uh, when you're on the debate team, not that many of them go on to be doctors. It was sort of a... <laughs> That's true. Okay. One step led to the other. Sure. Well, I mean, full disclosure, I always wanted to be a lawyer. Uh, my parents were both police officers, and I knew I always wanted to go into law, and I just wanted to be a little different. So I wanted to, to be a lawyer, but I, when I found out how much schooling it was and everything, I was like, eh. But what hooked me was I was in eighth grade, and we did a mock trial, mm -hmm. and I'll never forget it. And I was the prosecution attorney, 
There were two of us. And we basically hung all of them. And it was so much fun because these were like three of, I, I think three out of the four were like guys that bullied me in, in school and stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. So it was just like so much fun. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so what I want to do. And of course it never came out to that. Yeah, and so a lot of my life, professional life are real trials. And, uh, and <laughs> you know, and yeah. the, the relaxation of Tony's podcast is gives you some laughs on the side when you're traveling or in the morning before Right. Day and yeah. So speaking of, how did you get to know Tony and all that stuff? When did you start listening to him? So in Washington, you know, way back when it's sports radio in the car, right? And so I was just listening to whatever was on sports radio. And then, and at some point at my office, I had a boom box and I guess I would start playing in the office, but this is before the podcast. So you're sort of half listening, but I always, you know, I liked the emails or the calls for a while and then emails would come on a little bit right before noon so i would try to make a point of listening to those i enjoyed listening to all those people but i was just a you know i was just a listener and i didn't know tony and then in that era there was also emails during the middle of the day and i was listening to him at some point mid-morning in my office and he went on one of his typical stories or rants where he was complaining uh he'd gone to new york He'd gone to a Broadway show. His friends had arranged the tickets. They'd gotten them from a broker. So the, he thought the price they pay was outrageous and the seats were terrible. <laughs> and so I just – I'd never emailed or communicated, and I just stopped what I was doing, looked up his, the email address, and wrote an email saying, Tony, 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 you're always asking for things. I can't believe you're not asking for this. If you need – good seats at, at the regular price, I can do that for you because of my brother who was then a, already a Broadway producer. And you know, in the professional community there, they sell off the house seats. Yeah, right. Yeah. Which are great seats and, mm -hmm. and they don't mark them up. They're not you know free or cheap, but it's, right, right. But it's great. So I sent in this email and I literally hit send. And like less than five minutes later, I hear him yell, email of the day. Oh. <laughs> And he reads this email and he says, Nigel, put this aside. And, you know, not long after that, he and the show reached out and I started arranging tickets to things. Mm -hmm. And then I started, you know, then I went to a couple of shows with them. And, you know, I live in D.C. Mm -hmm. So, you know, people in common. It just, sure. you know, we're part of the same world. We didn't live that far apart from one another. Then he gradually, I don't know, I managed to fold into that world somehow. And after we went to it, there was one you know, way back when there was like a time where the whole everybody on the show went to South Pacific at the Kennedy Center. Mm -hmm. And I had arranged all that. And that was a big thing. They were playing up on the show in the podcast. The show goes to South Pacific and Gene doesn't like South, you know, right. South Pacific <laughs> and the coconut bras and all yeah. that. Billis. But, you know, there was a, a lot to do about, about that. And we went to see um, Streetcar Named Desire with Kate oh. Blanchett. Mm -hmm. Wow. Uh, which is. I mean, I knew she was a good actress, but that's when I learned that she is really perhaps the finest actress of our age. Right. Mm -hmm. and so we did, and then, you know, that led to getting invited to drop by wherever they were doing the podcast. And then I just started getting the habit of they would have a stool for me in the back. And, you know, and I'd go in if I was in, I travel a lot. So if I was in town once a week, I'd go in, sit on the stool. And I'm mostly there just to mingle in between segments and to yak. And, you know, there's podcasts where they mention I'm there, but I don't say a word. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. And every once in a while I say a word. And I'm sure people are puzzled by, well, he's not at table. Who is this person? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so now the funny thing about this whole story about the getting the tickets and stuff is my one time I actually got two emails read on the show. And I know I've brought this up on the podcast before, but it was during the Hamilton craze. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. And because what I was trying to do was I'm one of the co-commissioners for the Broadway Show League, Softball League. Hi. And I was trying to arrange it where, because Hamilton was one of the teams and, and Lin-Manuel would come out and, you know, he didn't play, I don't think that much. He, he does participate in the bowling league, yeah. but he didn't, I don't think he played softball, but he would be there. Anyway, we were trying to figure out a way to get him, Tony, to come up and maybe like throw the first pitch out of the season kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I enticed him by saying, and then you could go to the Palm for dinner on 50th and then go right. see Hamilton. And I kind of bit off a little more than I could chew because he was talking to Nigel. He said to Nigel, he goes, now, it sounds like Chuck can get me tickets. Is that what you... And they're all like, yeah, I guess so. He can get you a ticket. And I was like, uh, uh, 
I mean, I, you know, like you said, you know some people, but with that That's was a pretty tough show to get to. Yeah, get when, to. especially when it first opened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was within the, that world of producers making house seats available. Right. Book of Mormon did not do that. Nope. <laughs> and yep. Hamilton did not do that. So, right. yeah, I couldn't deliver them the Hamilton seats. But, and, yeah. you know, and you had to tell people, no, Springsteen is not Broadway, even if he's on Broadway. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. Yep. Same thing. No, the best thing I could do for Hamilton was we had a, a couple friends in the cast and stuff, and they could do standing room. They mm-hmm. could get a standing room. They could get us on a list for standing room. Yeah. That's how uh, I saw it. That's how, yeah, yeah. That's how Roxy saw it. I was lucky enough. The first time I saw it, I won the lottery. So I was literally front row. So Which I'm s- still angry about. Yeah. Yeah. I went with someone else. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's legitimate to be angry about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you weren't living in New York at the time. No, and I understand a it was ours, challenging, yeah, but yeah. still a little angry. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny because so after the show, we went on stage and everything, and I even said to our friend, our mutual friend, I'm like, you can't know, you can't say that I was here. I was like, just because you're married doesn't mean you bury your grievances. Right. 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 I mean, <laughs> years later, I told the story, but I, I gave it a little while. Yeah. You know? anyway, so, and uh, I was just so happy. I do believe it was Ian Khan's wife that finally got him the tickets. Wow. Because I, yeah, think, I think, he, think that that sounds right. Yeah. Because he went right. with Ian, and then yep. more importantly, Christopher Jackson. Because I was trying to hook him up just to get him backstage, and mm-hmm. Chris Jackson, I guess, hooked him up because he mm-hmm. definitely got a shout out on PTI. Because our entire softball team was very bitter about that we were like we were working so hard to make that happen and then you know i guess christopher chris got wind of it that he was coming to the show and so he hooked him up big time i guess yeah yeah after we did the uh cape blanchette thing i got a shout out on pti which i would not even have known about because pti is on kind of early and i'm usually yeah home afterwards yeah Uh and i got this email at work from a law student from wisconsin so i thought oh some industrious persons figured out I'm from Wisconsin and mm-hmm. was applying for a job. And then it was, I opened up the email and it was, congratulations on your shout out on PTI. Oh. <laughs> and so I realized that when I was in law school, we were mostly planning our lives around David Letterman at night. Mm. But now law students were watching PTI and when they heard a shout out, Googling the person and sending them an email. Oh, right. nice. Very jealous. That's all I can say. That's dream, That's our dream right there, you know. <laughs> Actually, Roxy's is that they finish on time just one time. Yep. And I try to explain to her that, that he they won't be able to the say. Buzzer, and then they just wait there. The buzzer sounds and they say, you're welcome, Roxy. <laughs> can't do better than that. And I'm like, well, they can't try and do better than next time. Someone See, came up their... with the idea of maybe for their final episode, yeah. which hopefully won't be for a long time. But maybe right. for their final episode, they'll finish on time before the buzzer. <laughs> she always right. blames Wilbon, actually. It's always Wilbon's fault. Well, you've got a, you've got another wedding in a year. You can start requesting planning, planning the ask for the shout out sure sure well we were so fortunate bonnie got it done as she always does because she didn't she was on vacation the week before something like that so she didn't think she was even going to see him because we sent i sent her an invitation so he could announce on the podcast right and that that, was like our big reveal that was our big reveal for the littles i heard that yeah it was sweet yeah that i jumped and then i saw the the cartoon on facebook yeah uh eric amazing 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 amazing. (laughs) And it's funny, we we felt like we had to call him to say thank you. And he just he's like, what are you calling me on the night before your wedding for? <laughs> I was like, It's well, a good question. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great question, but. We was, had some time. We wanted to make sure that he knew we yeah, were. Yeah, we that were we appreciated it. Thankful so. for that. So, Bill, we've got a lot more to get into. You're going to be able to stick around, right? Yep, yep, yep. Okay, I'm all here. right. So let's take a quick break and we'll be right back with Meet the Littles. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. Now, we haven't done this in a while. Let's do the TK codes for all the loyal listeners out there, just in case they want to do some shopping and use the code. All right. What's the first one? We've got Framebridge, and that's Tony K. And then we've got Brooklinen, which is Tony K Show. And we've got Johnny O is TK May. All right, that one needs to get changed or updated, I think. But anyway, that's what it says on the website, Littles. And we've got Harry's Me Undies. Seat Geek is T O N Y. That's Tony with a Y. And then we've got Casper and Indochino, which is Tony K 
at checkout. Yeah, don't try to do that before checkout, I guess. No. I don't know. At I, checkout. We might have to check those out because we've never bought anything from Casper and Dicino. No. Oh, sorry, Maeve. All right, Little, so those are the TK codes. All right, say goodbye, Roxy. Goodbye, Roxy. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast, and we are lucky enough to be here with Bill Isaacson. And as we say, we don't make this up, Littles. When we take a break, we take a little break, and sometimes we start telling some stories. Well, so we were reminiscing, obviously, about the wedding, and he was saying how he thought it was funny about what went wrong. And I think what you said, we could top it next year. Yeah, you could do something bigger and more wrong. (laughs) (laughs) And more wrong. (laughs) So he starts telling a story. I'm like, well, I kind of want to, the littles might want to know this. So you have a story about your wedding, you said. Right. So I was married a little over 29 years ago in Louisville, Kentucky, and bought a tux for the wedding. And the morning of the wedding, I got up and put it on. And I had failed to get the pants hemmed. So (laughs) they ran about three feet below my foot at that point. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. and I called my I called my brother, the, who's now the producer. We were in a hotel, and he came. Down. He said, "Oh, I'll hem them for you." And I said, "I haven't seen you in a while. You know how to sew now?" He said, "No." <laughs> and I said, "No, this this isn't going to work." So I jumped in a car. I looked in the yellow pages because this was the pre that period, and uh, went to a tux rental place, figuring at least it's black. So I just need a pair of black pants. Hmm. And I pulled into this strip mall. I didn't get lost. And there was a line out the door and around the block because it was prom weekend. There was all these fathers. And so so I literally went to the front of this line and just looked at these fathers and said, do you mind if I cut in line? I'm getting married in an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Did they let you? They they waved me to the front of the line. And fortunately, we were having photos before the wedding. So I was a little late for the photos, but not late for the wedding itself. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. She would have killed me. Right. Your wife's an angel. I'm just saying that right now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah, What she correctly said, you know, more than once was, do you know how many times I tried on my dress? (laughs) (laughs) Good point. It's very true. Good point, sir. It's very Uh, true. So now that's interesting because I thought that was a new fad about taking photos before the wedding. So that's obviously something that's been going on for a while. Yeah, that's been going on for a while. I, I don't know the, the numbers, but yes, right, that, that's right. existed. Right, but. right. Well, I was adamant that he not see me until the doors open and I'm at the top of the aisle. So, But I do understand the uh, appeal of doing, they call it a first look, basically, or taking yeah. photos beforehand. You kind of, you can get some of the major emotions out of the way. Well, I always thought, so because um, you, you're probably crying and the makeup yeah. runs and all, then you have to right. touch up the makeup and all that stuff. Right. I mean, I didn't, but um, maybe or I it didn't is have to a, it, it is a sweet moment as well, but it, I didn't want to do it, that. And this this planning and replanning wedding has to have been hard on you, but at least now you get to wear your dress again in a year. I am so She's excited, very excited about, about that. that. I yeah. am so excited about that. It's my favorite thing in the world, my dress. And it's a pretty great dress. Yeah, not gonna the lie. fact that I get to wear it again, I mean, not many people get to do that. So it's really special to me. And you might find this funny. She actually saved me and she didn't even realize this, but I had a, not quite as much of a nightmare story as you had, but I forgot a t-shirt. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> now, Roxy had these shirts made up twice. Yeah, almost. I oh, okay. So once, base- and then I waited. We thought it'd be funny because we're I'm very much in. We're both in the baseball, mm-hmm. so she thought it would be cute. Oh. And she has shirts that say Mister and Mrs. and the numbers. They were the dates, the date of our wedding. Well, yeah. so we had these shirts made up. Or no, what, the first one was engaged. Right, it was bride and groom. Bride and groom. And it was our original date. Our original date. And we wore them for our engagement photos and right. then couldn't use half of our photos in those shirts because the date changed. Right. So <laughs> we had them made again. And then so this time she was just like, I'm not doing it. I'm just, it said Mr. and Mrs., but that was it. She yeah. wasn't putting numbers on it uh, until after the wedding right. to make, make sure, sure it happened. That it happened. <laughs> But I had the shirt, the Mr. T-shirt. Yeah. And luckily I had it because that's what I had to wear under my tux because I forgot a T-shirt. So all I have is this tux shirt. So she kind of saved me in that aspect. So. Yeah. Well, this is hilarious because you said you listened to that episode and I didn't even know about the bouquet. There's all these stories I didn't even yeah. know about. It was hilarious. So enough wedding talk, though. I mean, where does your fandom lie? What, what's your favorite sport, teams, things like that? Oh, so born in Milwaukee. So I follow those teams. The Bucks, the Packers, mm. Marquette, 
Marquette won the NCAA championship with El McGuire my senior year of high school. Oh, wow. I'm a Nats fan now, too, sure. in addition to Brewers. That's my first out-of-town, gotcha. <laughs> out-of-Milwaukee sports experience. Gotcha. It was actually one of the most amusing things, or at least that I liked on the podcast, was one of the years the Brewers were in the playoffs in the last couple of years, Tony and I were texting, and, and he was saying stuff at, on the show about Isaacson being a Brewers fan. And he's interviewing Kirchin about the playoffs. And Kirchin doesn't know who I am. And Tony just goes, Isaacson's a Brewers fan. <laughs> and I'm just and Kirchin just politely moves on with the conversation like, without oh, saying, Who's Isaacson? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, why are you saying these things? <laughs> it's it must be so surreal. That's all I I just love how you just oh I, yeah, Tony was texting me and right. blah blah blah. <laughs> no I mean, big deal. No big deal. I had to stalk him outside a Broadway show to even meet the guy. You know, it was like <laughs> You did it respectfully. Oh, I did it respectfully. And he was so amazing. I've said I've told that story in the podcast many times. He was just thrilled that I wanted him to sign my book. I was like, are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. Like, hello. And um, no, I thought it was interesting, though, how you say about the Nationals, because I almost feel like and I've talked to other people that live nowhere near D.C. They're my National League team now because I know so much about them. Mm -hmm. And you know, to hear Tony just talk and rant and yell about the relievers and just all these people. I mean, I, I truly was so excited. Now, if they were playing the Red Sox, it would have been a different story in the World Series. But I was just so excited for them. And I felt so bad that they didn't really get to celebrate. You know, they didn't get their year yep. after thing and all that stuff. But And it was strange for me because, like, I've been in Washington since the 80s. You don't like jumping to a front runner. So, yeah. you know, when the when the Washington football team was great, well, I didn't do that. Right. But the Nats started up, and it was like, okay, it's time. We'll have a pleasant team here. They won't be good for a while. And, and I bought tickets and, and went from the beginning. And But the World Series, when they, the Nats win the World Series, they won the wild card against the Brewers. Oh, right. Uh, which I just hid in a closet during. <laughs> um, the uh, people were like, well, this is great for you because you win either way. And it's like, no, no, mm. no, you lose <laughs> both yeah. ways. And uh, I did finally emerge and peak and saw that it was around the eighth inning or something when the Nationals took the lead. So it was a dramatic game. But yeah. it also felt legitimate in the previous years when they had the painful playoff losses to the Cardinals, mm. which was just like being a Brewers fan. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've just loved all their stuff. And, and same thing, yeah. It's even, like you said, with the Washington football team. Now, I'm not a big Wizards. Wizards and, right. Yeah, Wizards and Capitals, because that, that's just not my main sports. But Yeah, um, even as a Nats fan, I'm much more knowledgeable about the bullpen, thanks to the podcast. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Like, I don't even feel like I need to watch the games anymore at all, because it's like, <laughs> the next day, I know I'm going to hear about who imploded. And I, I just, I honestly, I can't figure out, though, like, why they're not so good this year. Can't hit. Yeah. I mean, it's just, but it's, what, two years removed from the World Series. Mm-hmm. It's like... Baseball's funny that way. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> do you have any other fun Tony stories you can say that you want to say? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't want to get you in trouble here or anything. So, you know, several years ago, the... Uh, Tony, so my brother was producing Fun Home in a drama called The Humans. Mm -hmm. Tony went to see Fun Home. And then with the drama, he was, The Humans, he was saying, I don't know. It sounds like sort of a downer. Will I like it? (laughs) But I've arranged tickets for The Humans for him. And I go out to the West Coast for a trial. And I'm out there for a number of weeks. And I'm working very hard. But it's a weekend. I'm in the hotel gym. And I get a text from him saying, can you arrange tickets for his friend at Pinehurst who takes care of Tony at Pinehurst? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, sure. And so, but I've got my mind in a lot of different places because of all the work. So I think we're talking about humans. So I arrange tickets for humans. I send Tony the email with the confirmations. So that was for a Saturday night. And so on a Sunday morning, I'm in the gym again and on the West Coast. And he texts me and he says, Alex had a great time last night. And I go, good. But now you'll know, you'll get a review of the humans. And he says, the text comes back, he says, humans? What do you mean humans? You were getting tickets to Fun Home. And I was like, uh-oh. And I started frantically looking through my old emails. And I was like, oh, I was supposed to get him Fun Home tickets and I got him humans tickets. And I say, I made a mistake. And Tony's like, but he says he had fun at, he'd liked fun home. And I'm like, 
I don't know how he got into Fun Home. (laughs) And we're going back and forth with these text messages. I go, for all I know, he got into cats. You know, I don't know. And Tony's afraid to ask Alex what he saw because Alex is happy. But finally, he's like, he's like, no, Alex is front row at at Fun Home. And I'm like, well, did you give him the email? And Tony's like, you think I know how to forward an email? I said, well, how did he get into anything? Right. (laughs) And... After that, Tony read this text chain is 50 or 60 texts back and forth. Tony read it on the show. And I think the the consensus of the panel was this is very confusing, slightly amusing, but mostly confusing. But the bottom line gag was if you just have an email from Isaacson and present it at the door, you get in, which is what actually happened. Alex went to Fun Home part I don't understand is he had an email from me and Tony says he didn't know how to forward an email. So I have no idea how he got this, (laughs) but he went to the box office of fun home with an email saying, here's my tickets to the humans. And they just looked at it. They saw the same last name and just gave him good seats. Gave him house seats for fun home. And so when I told my brother this story, he's like, Oh yeah. I was getting all these calls that night from the box office. <laughs> and I, I didn't answer them, but that must have been what was going on. Wow. Right. Oh, my God. I remember this story, of course. and uh, But hearing it from you is just so much better. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> like, that but, is so but, funny. But to this day, in your world and in the Broadway community, there are littles. And so sometimes they come up to my brother and they know the story or they heard something. Mm-hmm. And my brother is not a little, but he obviously is aware of the program and his occasional mention of and so he just goes oh yes you're one of those people (laughs) (laughs) and then sometimes the broadway community who are not littles just like this story and they'll be at dinner say tell that story again about the sports guy and the tickets i mean i've never tried it now your brother doesn't have certain theaters right it's not always circle in the square i assume right correct correct okay so it just depends on the show right Depends on the show. Sure. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, Bill, thank you so much for coming on. Now it's like we we can't let you get out of here without some of our fun, dumb questions. Well, actually, pertaining to I'm just curious, pertaining to Tony, of course, what's your favorite ice cream flavor? Oh, I don't eat it anymore. Uh, Oreo ice cream with, you know, the places where they beat in stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like Cold Stone. Yeah. You beat in more Oreos. There's a place in Georgetown that's amazing, but it's killer. I love Oreo ice cream, too. Yeah. Let's see. If you could time travel, where would you go? Where would I go? Uh, I'd start it all. I'd go watch my children be young again. Oh, that is probably one of the sweetest answers we've gotten. I say that because my children will never listen to this. Ah, Ah, there you go. There you go. (laughs) Here's might be an interesting point. If you were guaranteed to be successful in a different profession, what would you want to do? Guaranteed to be successful? I'd play basketball. Okay. (laughs) I just would be a better one than I ever was. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Did you play basketball growing up? No. I was again I was on the debate team though. Right, right. Um, So that took up most of the time. But I played a lot of pickup with my limited skills. Oh, this is another one, because I'm going back to your the college stuff. Is there a team or a franchise, college or pro, that isn't one of your personal favorites, but you respect them from afar? So I came to Washington in 82, the height of the Big East. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So I I still admire the Georgetown program. Cool. Okay. All right. Would you rather win an Olympic medal, an Academy Award, or the Nobel Peace Prize? Oh, you're going to make me feel guilty. I mean, you're supposed to say Nobel Peace Prize. (laughs) Because then you've actually made the world a better place. I like that answer. (laughs) Right. But it's okay if you'd rather pick another one. The Academy Award is sort of strange to me Uh that the other two would be thrilling. Cool. Well, Bill, thank you so much for coming on. This has been amazing. These Just the personal stories are so fantastic. Yeah. And just for you to take the time to come on the podcast has been so great. Is there anything... Not as amazing as you taking off time to make sure Well, that's, that's sweet of you to say. Is there anything you want to plug? Anything coming up for you? No, I don't have things coming up. Okay. I have legal trials coming up, but I don't... <laughs> so, but you're on Twitter and everything, right? Well, so... I am on Twitter, but you don't want to follow me. I just follow other people. But gotcha. on that is under my own name. There's two on Twitter. My son uh, is on Twitter heavily, uh-huh. and on TikTok. And it would he he had one video recently that got a million views. Whoa! Wow! Right. 
So it would be highly amusing to me if people followed him, okay. looked at it, were appalled, which they may be, <laughs> and then just dropped. He is chill, cute boy on those on either Twitter or TikTok or Instagram. Okay. All right. Chill, uh, cute but, boy. Yeah. And then I am on Twitter in a different role. I became very good friends with the comedian Gary Shandling, who passed away about five years ago. And I ended up in charge of his estate and his trust and his Twitter account. Oh, oh wow. So I have all of Gary's papers and journals. I don't know if you... There was a documentary that Judd Apatow did about Gary uh-huh. called the, uh, the Zen Diaries of Gary Shandling, which is still on HBO. Mm-hmm. But I have all those materials, and I tweet jokes and excerpts of his journals out on Twitter. Not, you, don't, you can't see that it's me or my name. I'm not associated with it. This is the only form in which I've actually said this. <laughs> I'm counting on the limited listening audience here <laughs> to not widely publicize that. But uh, so, yes, you, uh, at, at Gary Shandling, I'm the one hitting tweet, but it's all Gary's material. Wow. If you want to see funny things and then some more thoughtful journal things, mm-hmm. it's all there. Okay. All right, Bill. Well, we will, as an homage to the big show, we'll get you out of here on this. Over or under? The first time I heard that question on the podcast, I asked my wife because I had never thought about it. (laughs) And she said, do you know how long we've been married? And it's always over. (laughs) It's always over. And she looked at me like I was an idiot for even asking the question. That's love. That's so sweet. (laughs) I look forward to asking that in 20 years or something. But I have a feeling I'll know. But, you know, anyway. Well, Bill, thank you so much for the time. We really appreciate it. I hope you have a splendid weekend. Thank Thank you you so much. (laughs) All right, Loyal Littles, we'll be right back. This is Michelle from Houston. You're listening to the Loyal Littles podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast. And thank you so much, Bill, for coming on. So now, great. I, I do have to follow up with one quick, little quick thing. Now, he did reference when his wife said, uh, you do know how many times I tried on my dress, right? Well, Littles, Roxy wouldn't even trust me with my tux, okay? <laughs> so not only was she there the first day, then the day we picked it up, she was with me, and I had to try it on again because then they, and it was wrong, remember? It's a good thing we did. Yeah, so they, the pants were too short. And right. I know that that's a style these days with a lot of the young men but I mean, I'm sorry, my my husband, my fiance was not going to be wearing high waters <laughs> so, at his it, wet, at our wedding. So then it gets even better. So she left a couple days earlier to go up to Connecticut because that's where we ended up getting married. And I was here by myself. She took my tux with her. <laughs> she didn't even trust me to like get it to where it needed to be. Now, to be fair, I you brought your ring okay, up. I brought, I didn't I brought my ring up. Yes. She did not trust me with the tux. That's the point of my story. Anyway. I was very nervous about the ring, but I, I trusted you enough to, yeah. All right. That. Well, I'm glad. <laughs> Thanks for that. Anyway, Roxy, hello. We have a friend with us here. We do. Please welcome back to the show, Tiny Chuck. Hey, Tiny, Tiny Chuck. Hey, Tiny Chuck's back in the house. Yeah. So good and, to hear you. And, uh, you know, really, as much as I like you guys, I'm only here to talk to Sully. So if you could put him on the mic, let's <laughs> let's get things rolling here. Sully's gone, Chuck. You he was only, he was only here in the first part. Oh, he ran off already. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, I guess he. <laughs> <laughs> he had a big announcement though, so we're excited about that. So Chuck, maybe you should Ooh. take a little road trip to Boston for Summer I'd of love Littles. To go to Boston, I would. I would go to Boston in a heartbeat. Yeah, great yeah. city. Yeah. Yeah, Summer of I Littles. Would. It's well, a little bit far for me, but I would love to go back some point. I wonder what that would be like if he got the RSVP from Tiny Chuck that he was coming. That he's coming. I, I would hope he would roll out the red carpet, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on, right? It's Tiny, yeah, tiny I, Chuck. I'd go, to a, I'd go to a game with Sully, you know? We well, the Red Sox are out of town. We asked that question. Oh, Sox okay. are out of town that weekend, but that's all right. Well, anyway, guys, we have some big stuff to talk about because a lot of the TV shows are coming to an end, but some of them are starting. Yes. So, Chuck, we're going to take a backseat for a few minutes. We'll have our say, though. Don't you worry. (laughs) Okay. Because Roxy's going to give us a quick two-minute... Oh, gosh. Well, okay. So, last night... (laughs) So, The Bachelorette. That's what we're talking about. The Bachelorette has begun. Now, Chuck, this is Vibrator Girl. Yeah. Do you remember Vibrator Girl, Chuck? I briefly remember Vibrator Girl. Okay. 
from la- from uh, last The Bachelor, right? right? Bachelor, right. right. I yes. love that we're saying this like we know what we're talking about. That's great. All right, so Roxy. It's hard to forget somebody called ba- uh, Vibrator Girl. Yeah, that's true. All right, so Roxy's going to, no spoilers, so you don't have to turn us off if you haven't seen last night's episode yet. Right. But, so we're in week, this, is, this was this week is two, week right? This week two, okay, right. Okay, so just give a quick, real little, how's she doing? She's doing all right. Um, she's already sent somebody home. Um, I won't say who. Well, she sent, uh, obviously, multiple people home the first night because she has to whittle it down from 30 to, I think, 23. I, I, let's um, pause that. I love that she says, obviously, like we know. Well, okay. right. Yeah, anyway, go ahead. <laughs> I mean, come on. It's very interesting. I love watching her. She's a very strong, powerful woman, independent woman who is looking for love. And that's really, really great to see. A lot of the men seem seem cool, but obviously we're still in the beginning. Anything can happen. Some guy could turn out to be a real jerk. And I'm already in week two seeing some of that come out. A lot of drama. I have to say the first night, a guy came out of the limo dressed as a cat. Yeah, so let's go right there. I was going to say, didn't they have to do like what... What do they do? They have to like try to impress them. Yeah, it's your first, first impression. impression. Okay. You you step out of the limo. It's you have like a moment to meet her, and uh, then you uh, go into the you go into the house or wherever they're filming. Right. Um, and that's why and she wait. that's why she had the vibrator. Yeah, she that was, was her. Bachelor. That was that her. Was she her. walked out of the limo with it, and she had this like little speech about it being her partner through COVID and all of <laughs> right, that stuff. Right. Okay. Um, oh man. <laughs> so, you know, so some some I'm, there were a few guys who you know Chuck, you haven't heard anything yet. Made some jokes about that and like went there in their first impression moment. But like okay. I said, one guy stepped out of the limo dressed as a cat. Now Katie is a cat lover, and so we would be best friends, obviously. So um, Chuck, would you would first impression? Would you dress up like a cat? Oh hell no! I'm like, can you be taken seriously? If okay. That's what you're... Well, I saw the preview of that. Okay, before yeah. this, even I saw this like three or four weeks ago. The it preview was great. came on. He like did a dance. It was cute. I was like, not me. You mean the guy on the TV? Yes. Okay, let's not look, let's not confuse the littles here. Okay, so I was like, I I, I looked at you and I was like, I'm done. I I'm already done. Like I can't even because you know there's sometimes you'll do some stuff for a podcast. You know, I'm like I kind of want to be educated like I know what I'm talking about about a certain topic and you know it might not be something but you you think oh it might be something my listeners might want to hear about so I'm gonna you know no nope 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 done done. well what's really funny is another guy (laughs) pulled up in an RV and at one point during the night he got some alone time with her brought her into his RV which is a little sketchy and it was a pigsty she walked in there and she was like what is happening in here okay like she couldn't get out of there fast enough and then he's like munching on a celery stick which she was all like obviously the producers they play this they yeah. play this okay. moment up so with like the music and the you know let's so go she there. sent him home right so let's away go there. so i do would we, take cat boy over rv man okay, but do we really day. believe this do we really believe this is a reality <laughs> tv show now you're also trying to tell us is this going to be a spoiler it's not gonna be a spoiler if i say no. for virgin. Okay. No, no, no. So, Chuck, you buy this? One guy supposedly is a virgin on the show? Yeah. That happens. Okay. All there right. There are still people out there like that. How old? <laughs> Those people? What did you say? There are still people out there. Of course there. there are. Of course there are. <laughs> I guess my point is, though, I really think sometimes, as we know in Survivor, they can turn someone into a villain who's Very not easily. a villain. Mm-hmm. Very easily in the yep. edit kind of thing. Yep. So I'm starting to wonder like if they assign these guys like, okay, you're going to be the guy that drives up in the RV and it's going to be a mess and blah, blah. That's your character. Mm-hmm. And you're the guy that's a virgin and that's your character. And that's, right. you know what I mean? It's, they we got to get someone in the know. They prompt things and they will, the producers will stir the pot in a way that causes people to react and act in certain ways that, goes along with the what the producers have in mind for the storyline. Right. It's the same thing with Survivor. Well, and I think I told you this not on the air. At one point, I had a friend. I think it was called... Chuck, do you know a show called The Fifth Wheel? Is that what it was called? Do you remember that? The Third Wheel? Was, I don't know. It was either Third... I think it was The Fifth Wheel. And because there were two couples, and they would always bring a guy or a girl, smoking hot guy or girl, to come in on the double date. Mm-hmm. And their sole purpose was to break them up. And I, I, one of the people we toured with, Chuck, actually, I can't remember which one it was, uh, she was on the show. And so I think this was after, because I'm sure they can't say anything while the show's on air. They'd sign these releases, I'm sure, of some sort. But after the fact, because we watched the show, and she was nothing like she was in real life. She was like a complete bitch. 
on the show. Mm-hmm. And we're like, whoa, where did this come from? And she's like, oh, she's like, oh, she's like, are you kidding me? She's like, they tell you exactly what to say and how to say it and which one you're going to go after and all. It was like totally directed. That sounds Stage, like that yeah. sounds like a plant, though. Right. Like a plant idea versus a prompting idea. All right. So if you're still going with this is all real sense. and this is all true love. Well, I think there is truth to everything that's going on. But like I said, the things get fabricated and exaggerated based on what the producers think is going to be good TV. So we already know in the previews that we've got some previous contestant from the past Bachelorette season coming on to try to win Katie's heart. We already know that's <laughs> going to happen. And certainly I'm sure the producers knew that there was an interest there And so they prompted him, hey, maybe you should try this out. Maybe you should give it a shot. And these people are very vulnerable. Uh, they will, okay. they will right. go for these well, look, things. All I know is when I, come <laughs> home, when I come home at night, like I came home last night, you had the biggest smile on your face. And oh, I'm just drama. glad I was at work. I'm just glad I was at work. I came home <laughs> and my wife, I can say that now. Now, Chuck, does your wife watch The Bachelor or Bachelorette? No. No. She does not. <laughs> No, we we basically watch the same shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we do uh, too. I think together. Yeah. Yeah. So, but there's a few. There's yeah. a few. Like, like she I won't will watch... not watch Clarice. Speaking of, she will not watch Clarice. Now, Chuck. Oh, I love that show. This you is... got me on that, Chuck. <laughs> yeah, this is it's coming to a close soon. There's only a couple episodes I, left. I figured it was. I think this is the 11th. That currently that I'm on. Yeah. I mean. Um, little damn it's good yeah it's it's gotten really good now it's funny sometimes shows take a while to get into it and then there's other shows that are totally convinced in the beginning i wasn't the first couple episodes but it it got good and Mm -hmm. the the writing is good and yeah and each episode is an episode within the big season-long plot so right. it's not mm-hmm. like that's what I thought at the beginning it would be like, OK, they're going to solve the conundrum yeah. at the end of every episode. And it's like, well, that's kind of boring. But it's like there's like little. Yeah, it's not like Law and Order plots. and those kind of shows. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like that. It's not like so the FBI's and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, this might be a slight spoiler. I apologize, Littles. But if you know Silence of the Lamb, they're bringing in like new characters even. And one of them was wild bill's mom who wasn't even in the movie mm-hmm. and but i mean it's how an interesting cl- perspective right how clever is that to bring her into it and clarice and actually Catherine was the girl in the well and she was the one that was the hostage she's now going to find wild bill's mom and stuff just just these other storylines that are kind of related to the movie but not really and it's just yeah. really clever how they do it i still and, have right. nightmares about that movie it's terrible and, uh, the girl that plays Clarice is fantastic. She's yep. like so she's got the accent down. I mean, it's very Jodie Foster. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just like I said, you have to get by that you it's not Jodie Foster, but she does mm-hmm. a really good job at trying to make you feel like it is a young Jodie Foster, mm-hmm. even though this and takes like place after. All the FBI agents that are on her team are great, you know, characters as well. Mm-hmm. Kumar does great. Yep. He's great at that. <laughs> Kumar. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know his real name, but Defense. Yeah, so, he's yeah, good. He's in a lot of stuff. Yeah, yep. he got me hooked. That's for sure. Yeah, he's he's the oh that 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 guy in, oh, in this okay. in this uh, mm-hmm. this show. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if you watch any of these other ones, Chuck, but some of the other ones that have wrapped up or are wrapping up are just crazy that we watch religiously, like Manifest. Oh my gosh! Now that one had a weird finish. Well, what's funny about that show? I'll no tell spoilers. A very quick case. story. When we were on our red eye, yeah. I was trying to sleep, but I started thinking about Manifest and it's about like a plane. Yeah, it's about a plane disappearing. That disappears and comes back five years later and these people, they thought they're presumed dead and then five years later they show up on your doorstep and you're like, what? Um, I had this like, I I couldn't go to sleep because I kept thinking about the show and I'm like, oh my gosh, what if this happened to us? Would I know? Would I not? Like, what is going on in my brain? Right. So. So there's all these shows, The Good Doctor, This Is Us. Mm -hmm. This Is Us had a really, interesting twist i don't want to yeah i still give anything haven't away. seen it you haven't seen it yet? no i'll watch it tomorrow oh my god i've told her like a bazillion <laughs> matter of fact the day after it came out i said do you watch it yet oh that's right and we what's weren't funny together. is i have not heard any spoilers about it okay well that's I've good. managed to i mean like i said i mean no one dies or anything no, it's right, not like that right. but it was a big kind reveal. of reveal you mm-hmm. know big reveal mm-hmm. you know so you know it's one of those typical I'll watch it and tomorrow. you know season finale twists mm-hmm. you know at the end now chuck do you watch any network tv 
I have heard of that show. This is us. Okay. I haven't seen it, but I've heard yeah. But what are you watching now on network TV? Rarely, no. I, I'm a, America's Got Talent, man. What? Come on. Oh, I not even mentioned that yet. That's like the greatest summer show <sighs> there is. It is I, like, I used to watch that, but we don't anymore. What? Yeah, I haven't it's watched it in like three seasons. Such an emotional roller coaster. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but, but okay, it's always a singer. It's always a singer or a not always. Well, maybe at the end, I don't know. But well, like, that's what I mean. Beginning part. We've had some ventriloquist. Right. A... Well, actually, we almost saw them in because who was in Vegas? Um, Piff. Piff. The guy in the Piff dragon the magic suit. Dragon. Piff the magic dragon. <laughs> he was in Vegas. And then, um, oh, what's his name? The season uh, one F- winner. Fader. Um, Scott? No. No. Darth? No. no. <laughs> I don't remember. But the guy from season one, he was at yeah, New York, New York. He's performing the ventriloquist. Yeah. yeah. There's a couple of ventriloquists that have won. I don't know. I just always felt like it was a singer or a ventriloquist. They never give it to like either the, magician. the uh, dance ensembles or mm-hmm. the, well, in some of them, let's just face it. It's kind of like, I don't know. It's, I feel like there needs to be different categories because these guys that are on motorcycles doing these like stunts and everything yeah. or the bike riders, they're, mm-hmm. they're crazy talented. Well, isn't the goal to win to yes. have a show yes. in Las Vegas. And, so right. and it I needs get, to be somebody that will bring in huge audiences for a Vegas show. Now, right. of course, the runners up hopefully would get sponsorship from somebody and have a nice long career from that exposure. But, right. but then I don't know, um, then call it something else, I guess. I don't yeah. know. Because that's why they have the American Idol and they have, right. what's the other one? The Voice. Like, so you think you can dance exactly. for all exactly. the dance. So there, there the needs stars. to be a separate, yeah. either a separate category or like a separate show for these other people that are talented that are variety acts that Mm -hmm. are super talented yeah and hey who was the guy uh mr poppycock remember him he was this opera singer he dressed up like boy george yeah i totally remember remember him he was great (laughs) yeah he was great yeah but anyway so that's what you're watching now chuck oh yeah i mean it's like we're also in an hour you're gonna like laugh you're gonna cry you're gonna be like on the edge of your seat, like in suspense, uh, somebody's I mean, getting well, she the, goes bachelorette. With the Bachelorette. So, <laughs> <laughs> so on the okay. no, but you're right. Touché, I, you're touché. right. You're right about AGT. AGT, as they call it. So AGT. Right. Well, that's my sh- that's my jam. Right all right, now. well, Chuck, we're gonna have to get some updates then. Mm-hmm. You know, on who okay, bring it on. Once, once they get it down to Tomorrow. the final, whatever. So the finals and stuff. Well, all right. So that's our quick TV wrap up, Littles. Hopefully, there's some new summer shows that we'll get to and stuff. But it's gonna be a long summer without some of our favorites that's for sure yeah. well roxy tell everyone how they can get in touch with us you can email us at wtfcpodnet at gmail.com we're also on twitter at loyal littles pod we're also on instagram at the loyal littles podcast and don't forget about our facebook page the loyal littles podcast so email us in tell us what your favorite shows are yeah. if you're watching anything are you watching agt are you watching the bachelorette is are it The Bachelorette? The Bachelorette. Yeah. Um, are you watching Downton Abbey for the fifth time on, that is now on Netflix? Oh, it is? Oh, yeah. Oh, all right. I'm going to have some me time, sounds like. I had to throw that one in there. Right, I'm very excited. <laughs> it's been on Amazon Prime, but it's now on Netflix, and I'm super happy about I'm, it. I'm, I'm, I'm done with Netflix ever since they took the office off that. <laughs> that's so. true. That's like watching Bob Ross. I mean, you, you, you know you're going to get a good nap in. Yeah. And once again, thank you, Bill Isaacson, for coming on as our Meet the Littles guest and Bob Sproul and Michelle Pendleton this episode for our bumpers. Well, Happy Chuck, geez. thanks for coming back on. It's been a Yeah, it's been a thanks for having me. I'm sorry. Uh, sorry you missed the wedding? Off, Is that what whatever. you were going to say? Sorry, I missed <laughs> the wedding. I'll be there next year. All right. I got, I got, I got a plan. Oh, oh he's got a plan. All right. <laughs> Bring it. All right. Well, let's see if you remember what to do here, Chuck. All right, Littles. Have a great week. And as always, if you're out shopping online tonight. Does it still use the code? Sure. We'll go with that. <laughs> okay. Let's do it. For all I know, he got it a cat.
podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. Oh, yeah.